Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Uh. Welcome back to the Blue Stable Podcast, everybody. I am your host, as always, Michael Pevia. Joined by me is Destin Adams, Rashad McGinnis. It feels like we have not talked together in a while. Uh, definitely been a while. I've kind of been off the grid. I know Rashad's been off the grid. Uh, I've just, me personally, vibing back, enjoying NBA playoffs, getting away from football before the draft comes. Destin, uh Rashad, you know, we, we're over here just vibing and everything. So let me uh, give the floor to Destin and Rashad real quick before we get into football, man. How, how we doing, guys? I mean, we basically took a spring break. We took, we took a week off, needed to recenter. Of course, it was a week where the Colts decided to get active. Um, but we, we took a week off. We just needed to spend some time with family. The holiday weekend came around. Just wanted to take some time. Um, but it does feel like it's been a while, man. We took the week off. Rashad was sick for a week or so. Um, we, we've been busy, man. We've been busy, but super pumped for football to pick back up here in April. Man, as soon as we stop recording for a little while, news breaks naturally, quite fitting. Um, I know you guys did the spaces. I popped in there. I wasn't feeling well. But I'm not 100% yet, but I, I'm definitely – this is going to be my flu game. Um, put on a flu, great performance under the weather like MJ. Wow, Rashad and MJ in the same sentence. Wow, that's uh, – hey, hey, remember, remember, he told us he runs a 4140, so he's, 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 he's above MJ, bro. All around, man. I'm all around athlete. <laughs> yeah. I think the only difference is like – 8800 billion dollars like 20 houses and that's you true. know we don't know what Rashad true. has we don't know hey, but Rashad at, has. hey hey but at least you're there for your kids you know um but anyways <laughs> anyways guys let's get into some Colts football here uh 
You know, we, there's exciting things going on in the world of sports right now. Uh, the Masters happened. I'm bringing that up because I don't even know what the – I didn't watch a single second of the Masters. I can't watch it. I, I can't get up for I it. I can't. some coin on my boy Scotty winning, bro. I, I won some coin. That's all I'm going to say. Go. I don't know if I'm the biggest golf person, um, but I got pretty into the Masters this year. I don't even know who that is. So I'm going to say congratulations. Well, you brought up the Masters and didn't even know who won, Mike. That's so Mike. That's Hey, it, it's sports. It's sports. And then you kind of cut me off when I was trying to get a little bit of a rhythm going into our segment, you know. Uh, we got the <laughs> NBA, got the NBA playoffs. The the king of the NBA is about to make his return for Dallas. We got Atlanta, Miami. We, we got all kinds of fun series going on in, in the NBA, but it's not really going to matter because the championship banner is getting hoisted in Dallas in uh, November. So it's really not going to matter, guys. You heard it here first. Let's get into some Colts football, okay? So... Like Dessen said, we stepped away. The Colts decided, you know what, Michael, Dessen, Rashad, they, they stepped away. Let's go ahead and get some news in, all right? You know, they got intel that we're taking a week off, so they decided to get active, okay? <laughs> Rodney McLeod was the first signing, okay? This is a guy that a lot of people – I'm actually disappointed not a lot of people got excited about this signing because Rodney McLeod is good, man. He is good. Everybody, I know everybody just wanted Tyron Matthew. He was the big name, was going to command a lot of money. But Rodney McLeod, I think he's probably, he, he's a tier maybe under Tyron Matthew, but he's not that far behind Tyron Matthew. He is going to play the position that Tyron Matthew would have played, and he's going to play it well. He is a leader. He is highly intelligent about his position in the game of football defense in general. So let's stay on Rodney McLeod. Guys, real quick, uh, again, I'm disappointed that not a lot of Colts Nation were that excited about it because they're like, who's Rodney McLeod and everything. But Rashad, I'm going to start with you, man. Rodney McLeod, uh, former you know Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champion, won the chip with them uh, when they beat the Patriots. Talk to me, man. What's, what's Rodney McLeod bringing to the team? Um, yes, I saw the, the details for his deal leaked today, and he was signed at 1.7. Uh, just ridiculous, ridiculous value, you know, for the player and the person. He's a great leader in the community, excellent football player, leader in the locker room, started pretty much his whole career, so the experience is there, uh, able to play both safety positions if needed to. But he can also fill in when um, Julian Blackman, you know, he's had a bit of an injury history, so he was definitely trying to get some depth. We saw what happened last year. Uh, George Odom played well in spot duty. We know he's gone to San Francisco. They desperately had to get some experience in here and, and some depth because it was definitely needed. We was forced to play uh, Andrew Sandejo. We never want to go back down that street again. You know, it was uh, that was one of the biggest needs. Safety, clearly, we have been talking about it. We know that even once Julian comes back, that Gus wants to run some three safety packages, uh, kind of a big nickel guy, can come down, guard tight ends. He's great in coverage. I've I seen the misconception with some people saying he's just a box guy. I don't know um, what Rodney McLeod they've been watching. Uh, he's a he's a plus, you know, he's a plus in the box, but he he's more of a cover guy, able to go sideline to sideline. He, he When he lacks in speed, he makes up with intelligence. You know, he he's able to dissect. And I say it all day, and it holds true when it comes to the safety position. Give me a processor over an elite, elite physical guy any day of the week. That's just my personal preference. 
especially at the safety position. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, McLeod coming in at 1.77 at the max. Um, his incentives get him to 1.77. That's crazy. Um, I mean, I could be wrong on this. I'm not locking it in as 100% fact, but I'm pretty sure um, the comp pick formula number to reach right now to be a part of it, to count against it is 235, 2.35 million, I believe, is that number. Um, so Rodney McLeod doesn't even affect the comp pick formula. The Colts are lined up to get a few of those. Um, looking across the league at the deals that their, their in-house guys got. Um that's nuts. It's just flat out nuts. <laughs> we, they paid Rodney McLeod less yearly than George Odom just got to go to San Francisco. That That's crazy. Yeah, that's um, Rod, Rodney McLeod has been one of, if not, I mean, you look at the numbers, I mean, he, he's up there um, as one of the best pass protection safeties in the league the last couple of years. When targeted, um, that number is just super low for a reason. Um, I honestly think um, we could end up seeing um, – Kari sw- swing over, um, play that hybrid role a little bit sometimes. I think we could see Blackman do it as well. Um, but I really think they're going to want McLeod on that back end. I mean, everyone's talking about him playing that hybrid role that everyone wanted Matthew for. I think he might be third on the list for me to swag into that. I could see Blackman. I could see Willis. I really think they're going to want McLeod on the back end, doing what he does best in, in coverage. So um, big time move. It was the second best safety on the market. I think they're, he's different than Tyron Matthew. Um, we're going to get into some other signings that happened that to me makes it that's just a no brainer move for the Colts, obviously. Um, but Rodney McLeod makes the Colts better. And that's what you want in free agency. I don't need to compare McLeod to Matthew to say McLeod is a good move. If, if the move makes the Colts better, then give me it. And that's an interesting point, you see, because, like, damn, this glare is bothering me. Um, sorry, guys, just took the glasses off. I know I'm hideous. Michael's a different person. Michael I have no idea who I do a podcast with. I was going to say, Michael <laughs> glasses is a different human. Look, man, uh, look, see – when it comes to the safety, and Destin does make a good point to where whether if he's going to be in that hybrid or he's going to be on the back end, I don't know what the Colts want to do, but all I know is that all three safeties can play either spot. Because let's remember Julian Blackman, remember those tackles on Thursday night when we played Tennessee, and he just just shoots out of a cannon making a tackle. He can get physical in the hybrid role, and he can shoot out of a cannon, make a tackle. Kari Willis has done the hybrid role before. He is capable of it. I think he might be the guy, just like Dustin just said. He probably fits that hybrid a little bit more because he's a little bit more physical. Also, Julian Blackman is coming back from an Achilles tear, so probably want him on the back end. But the fact that, you know, to me, I think McLeod's a big name. A lot of people don't, don't think so, but McLeod has been – a staple for the Philadelphia Eagles defense for a long time in the back of their secondary. He is good. He's instinctual. He's so intelligent. He is definitely going to help Kari Willis, Julian Blackman, and I'm not sure if there's going to be another safety that they want to build up, maybe a a, um, safety in the draft. I don't know. I have no confidence in Sean Davis, who they drafted last year, was on the practice squad. I don't have any confidence there. But Rodney McLeod definitely makes this team better I'm, I'm just so excited like i keep saying give me more defense give me more defense i love the fit and th- this signing especially when the numbers came out 1.77 million for a guy his caliber who could have gotten a multi-year deal could have gotten more annually more signing bonus more guaranteed money 
it almost feels good when a player of his caliber, like Ballard says sometimes, we also want guys who want to be in Indianapolis. This deal shows Rodney McLeod wanted to be in Indianapolis because, I mean, why not? Gus Bradley, you got Julian Blackman, Kari Willis. They're not all that, you know, the biggest names in the NFL fan bases, but as a guy who knows football, he knows how good they are. You got Darius Leonard, got Bobby Okery, you got Quiddy Pay, who's a young stud, Daya, who is a young stud, DeForest Buckner, who's established, Grover Stewart, who is established, Yannick Ngakwe, one of the best premier pass rushers in the league. Why wouldn't you want to be here? Why wouldn't you want to be a part of this defense? That That's my whole thinking, and it just feels good to know that vets, really good, solid, important vets, want to be here on a young defense in the middle of their prime. Some guys are still coming up. I love it. Let's get on to the next one, guys. This was the big one, obviously. Uh, guys like Joel Erickson and others reported that Stephon Gilmore was on a visit to the Indianapolis Colts. There was a jet that was sent out. Usually when we see that, it basically means Indy's going to get the deal done. Uh, the Colts don't send jets out for everybody. I don't think there was a jet sent out for Armani Watts. Correct me if I'm wrong, fellas. Uh, I think he had to fly, you know, American Airlines or commercial or anything like that. Uh, I think he definitely got on, he, to... he got on a Greyhound. Right, right. <laughs> he had to fly commercial, so uh, not not too exciting there. But Stephon Gilmore is an Indianapolis Colt. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, he came here on a visit, and I think a couple of days later, he signed with the Colts. Uh, he did speak uh, to the media. He talked about on the visit, it was great. He wanted to be here. It was a great fit, and I like it. A vet like Stephon Gilmore, who fits Gus Bradley's scheme. You know, these corners are going to be left on an island. They're going to have to get physical and press man coverage, and he wants guys that are going to be able to hold their own in man coverage. Stephon Gilmore is that guy. Even though he is a little bit older, he's not – the 2019-2018 Defensive Player of the Year, he's still solid. He can still hold his own. He still brings that dog mentality for, I believe it was last season for the Panthers. They were playing the Falcons, and I think they wanted to give uh, C.J. Henderson the assignment to guard Kyle Pitts, but Stephon Gilmore went to the defense coordinator and said, I want Kyle Pitts. Give me that matchup. That's, that's that leadership, that Walk the walk, talk the talk mentality that Stephon Gilmore is going to bring to this defense. So, Destin, let me start with you on this one. Stephon Gilmore to the Indianapolis Colts, two years, $20 million, I believe $14.7 million guaranteed, a solid deal. So, I mean, if there was a free agent available right now that I would have said is the most unlikely person to sign in Indianapolis. It probably would have been Gilmore at the top of my list. Um, the thing that cr makes it crazy to me, this does not get reported by a single person until the NFL um, wire. Transaction, yeah. The transaction. Yeah, the transaction wire posts this. The transaction wire comes out through the NFL, posts that Gilmore is on a visit to Indy, and then it just wildfire every, everywhere. Joel Erickson confirms it. You see Ian Rappaport sharing it via the transaction wire. Um, I mean, that doesn't happen very often. Um, so, I mean, to me, uh, when that visit was happening, I felt pretty confident um, just because you don't really visit this late into the cycle. Um, first of all, a deal is on the table. A deal is on the table with the guy that he feels comfortable enough to sign. Um, so that 
was already out of my head. I think people forget that a little bit. They think an offer comes after. There, no player of that caliber is making a visit to Indianapolis without the money on the table. So that's already there in my head after I see the visit. Then it comes out that the Colts sent a jet. Um, the next question is, was it Ursay's personal private Colts jet? Because that thing is a closer. It's just known. Um, if Ursay sends that, it's, it's either for guys they just traded for that are big-time acquisitions mm-hmm. or it's for free agents that they're trying to close the deal on. Um, from everything it sounds like, I think that's what happened. Uh, we haven't gotten full word on it and probably not going to unless on the next episode of uh, on the next pick we see Gilmore flying in on the plane Matt Ryan was on, and then we know. Uh, then we'll know exactly where it came from. But yeah, two year, $20 million, 23 max line with the incentives, 14 guaranteed. Um, I tweeted out about an hour after um, the announcement came out that he was visiting. The way Indianapolis was going to be able to compete with these top dog guys that were in on him is they were going to have to be in the ballpark of the most guaranteed money. That's what speaks right now. Everyone says money talks, but right now it's guaranteed money talks. Um, it doesn't matter if you offer me the biggest contract. If you're not give, if you're giving me low guarantees and making me make the playoffs, make me play a certain amount of snaps, um, the NFL is a very questionable league. We never know what's going to happen. Um, they want that guaranteed money. He gets more than the first year guaranteed. Makes sense. Like he's going to be here. Um, the defense that was in place sold him. It's a huge signing. And then, then it comes back to Matthew, which has been the big name. We reported it. Others have reported it that the Colts liked. They end up moving on, get McLeod. I think they get McLeod at a cheaper rate because the Eagles, for example, are one of the teams in on Matthew. They're waiting it out. Um, so they're able to go get McLeod, and the Eagles don't match it because if they match that, they're going to take themselves out of Matthew because, again, McLeod is that good of a player. Um so they, they take themselves off of McLeod, we get him, and then they get Gilmore. So give me Gilmore and McLeod over Matthew any day of the week. And then I also want to put it back to the Yannick for Rock trade. Now the Colts have moved off Rock Yassin and have Yannick and Gilmore in that sense, replacing Rock's production. I mean, Chris Bauer gets a lot of hate. He does, very passive, waits his turn, patience. It doesn't work all the time. But this offseason, I mean, people are going to say he was slow. was a pretty damn productive offseason. Yeah, man. Um, what I want to say is uh, Gilmore was my number two cornerback coming into free agency, right behind J.C. Jackson. Uh, we know that's just an age thing. And they're two different, completely different type of cornerbacks, although they both played in New England for a period of time. But off that, the same things you love about this deal, um, the value, the patience that Ballard showed is also the same thing that make, you know, you hate him. He drive you nuts sometimes because it's his process, you know, and as much as it frustrates and people was calling for his job just last week, uh, people say he wasn't doing enough. All he did was a couple of trades. That's all he ever does. He trade for Buckner, trade for Matt Ryan, trade for Yannick. He never goes out and sign impact free agents. I guess you can shut up. I guess you can shut up. I had a tweet last week that says, make sure the apologies is just as loud as the disrespect. Now, I deleted it. I deleted it because y'all cried and complained so much under the post. But just apologize to that man. If you killed him online, you said he wasn't active he wasn't doing it wasn't doing enough 
just apologize to him. That's all I say. Be man enough to apologize or be woman enough to apologize to him because Balor has played this absolutely flawlessly this offseason. He didn't force himself into a bad deal. He never panicked, and he never does. You know, it, the fan base will freak out and panic, and Balor's sitting at home. You know, I'm sure he gets the gets the news from his kids or family members. They tell him what's going on on Twitter. Uh, he not like he gives a shit. He's going to work at his own pace. He's going to take his time. He's going to get the best value deal. And sometimes it, I'm sure it does come back to bite him. You know, when he places a value on a guy and that guy goes for a couple of million more because Ballard just refused to move off of his principles. But you got to take the good with the bad. If you want to see these value signings on these elite prospects and players, then you have to be able to be good with him staying packed and letting some guys go sometimes. That's just the nature of the beast. You know, you can't have both. And, and I just really want to speak on that part of the aspect because I feel like Dustin covered everything that was to cover with the Gilmore trade itself. So I just wanted to take that time to kind of talk about Ballard and, and his mindset for the past couple of weeks. I, I will say it was entertaining to watch the fan base every single Absolutely. time any of our in-house guys signed elsewhere. Now, there are guys I like. Don't get me wrong. There were guys I liked that signed elsewhere. Um, we, we don't need to talk much into it. Um, we, we had Kamoko Toure on the show a while back, um, a couple weeks back, um, while he was still a free agent. He ends up finding a deal in San Francisco, wishing him the best. Mm-hmm. I saw Toure sign with San Francisco. Fans uh, started to panic. We saw George Odom sign in San Francisco. George Odom, who 90% of our fan base would complain when he was on the field. Uh <laughs> complain when he signed in San Fran. Taylor Stallworth, who had a good stretch last year, signed in Kansas City. Our fans complain. Like, it, it was just everybody, man. Zach Pascal signs in Philadelphia. Ashton Doolin's the number two receiver on the Colts right now. The draft hasn't even happened yet, and people were acting like we needed to field a roster by Monday. Um, I mean, it, it was... It, it was fun. This offseason felt like it took 100 years. Oh, it did. Uh, but I... I when you look at the roster right now, the Colts have improved at quarterback. They've improved at safety. They've improved at corner. They've improved at edge. I mean, do you improve at left tackle just because Fisher's not out there? Um, <laughs> that's a question to be had. Um, like, the Colts are going to be fine, which is what I've said the entire time. I'm not one to complain and get worried in April. That's silly. No, we don't. The cornerback depth a week ago, everyone was talking about being awful, and it was. The cornerback death was scary to look at, and who's going to guard number one corners? That answer came a week later. That's just how the offseason works. Like, there's no reason to complain about what the roster is going to be fielded until training camp rolls around and we have a full picture. Yeah, the only one that I was really unhappy with was just the Kamoko Toure going to San Francisco. You know, I loved him. Um. Everyone else, I just loved him as a Mike. You come Zach a long Pascal, way. Zach Pascal, Chris Reed, Mark Glowinski, George Odom. Like I was saying it on Twitter. I wasn't even trying to troll or anything, guys. I'm being realistic. We're sitting here getting upset about guys that y'all said sucked. That they shouldn't be on the field. They shouldn't be in the NFL. Like. I, I didn't understand. I, I really wanted to Ray back. He's not back. He's in San Francisco. He's he's with the 49ers now. Hope the best for him. Um, but yeah, 
when it comes to all that, you upgraded, me personally, I think you upgraded at left tackle, upgraded immensely at quarterback. You're upgrading at pass rusher, secondary, and all you gave up was a third-round pick and a young corner who has had a roller coaster of a career thus far. And there's an argument to be made that you, depending on how the draft goes, which is which is going to matter, you could end up improving at receiver too. It just really depends. Yeah, the, rec- the receiver room in Indy was that. Well, bad it wouldn't last be year. tough to upgrade. Yeah, that's what, that's, it would yeah, It wouldn't be too tough. I mean, that's and that's what I'm saying. But people are already acting like we got worse at it. And currently, I mean, could you technically say it? I guess, but yeah. there's just so much unknown. Just let it play out. The draft's but, in nine days. We don't have to wait that much longer. We don't. Yeah, that's I, why I'm not tripping about the wide receiver because he's already upgraded the roster at other premium spots. Corner, pass rusher, quarterback. So I'm just like, okay, wide receiver, let's get to the draft. We already addressed corner safety, uh, quarterback, pass rusher. Got our left tackle in Matt Pryor. Does it work out or not? We don't know yet. We got to get to the season. So. I feel good right now. The Colts are playing with house money, in my opinion. Uh, that's just how I feel right now, guys. Yeah, it's possible you could leave this draft upgrading that wide receiver and tight end. Oh, I need both. I need a wide receiver and a tight end. I need. I need I mean, both. Both. Both are going to happen. It's just. He's saying there's a chance you improve it both, which is which is I is very possible. Um, it just let it play out. It's it's yeah. April. We're almost to the draft. We don't have to wait that much longer. There's just no reason to stress about it on April 19th when it's not even 10 days away anymore. It's not even 10 days away. Just let it play out. If we don't draft a receiver in the entire draft. Let's worry a little bit. I'll be with you. Okay, I'll be right there. I'll throw some I'll throw some concern in there. I just don't believe that'll happen. I don't think there's going to be concern. I think there's going to be a riot if the, if a wide receiver is not drafted in, in in a week or so. So um, Ballard has not not drafted a receiver in any draft since he's been in the GM at the Colts. Warranted. Sometimes it's in the sixth, seventh round. Right. And, that, and to me, that's not going to make it cut it either. Nope. Um, but a receiver will be drafted. I fully believe it'll happen on day two even. Um, I, I feel pretty confident that I'll put my name on it. Um, the, I think the Colts are going to draft a tight end day two. Uh, I mean, a receiver day two. I believe that wholeheartedly. If they don't, I will be genuinely shocked. Yep. Well, guys, let's get into where this defense ranks in the AFC. We're not going to do the league because I don't really give a damn about the NFC, okay? I don't really care about them. We're playing the NFC least. Going 4-0 against those trash-ass teams, so I could care less about that, okay? Let's talk about the AFC, because that's where that's where the war is going to happen. So on paper, all right, on paper, where does the Colts defense rank in the entire AFC? Rashad, you know what? Actually, Destin, you're the one that uh, started this conversation. Uh, you know, you brought it to me and Rashad. Brought it to the spaces. I'm going to let you start this one off, man. Uh, where do the Colts rank in the AFC with I their thought, defense? I've thought about this a lot. I've talked to a lot of people about this, even in private, just having conversations. I honestly think the only team I can confidently say, on paper, a lot of things could change. We'll see them play, obviously. But the only defense on paper right now that I look up and down and think, yeah, on paper this defense is better than us is the Chargers right now. 
And they're a team that has a high chance at injury at a lot of places even. Um, but I think on paper, that's it to me. I think there's some other ones that are close. I just don't think I could confidently put them over in, above Indianapolis's entire roster right now. Um, so right for me personally, it's second. I have the Chargers over us. That's it. Um, I have them. Uh, I believe I have them third. I believe I have Buffalo number one. I think I have the Chargers second. And it's a couple teams that I have in, in that next tier, the Colts being one of them, probably leading that pack. Um, Denver is close. Um, Baltimore, Baltimore is pretty close. But and, and Pittsburgh, I don't want to disrespect Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's pretty close, and, and that's that's really it, man. This is a really good looking defense on on paper. You know, we we know, guys, we know we haven't saw them yet. That's why it's, this segment is specifically titled on paper. We know they still have a lot to prove. They have to get out there and do it. We haven't even saw what the new defensive coordinator is going to implement, what style of defense we're going to run. But we're just saying, just all in paper, I got them third right now. So my question for Buffalo, and this isn't saying you're wrong, because I think Buffalo is close. They're one of those teams that I think are on that port. To me, looking at the defenses right now, I think the only spot – I'll give them two spots – um, I'll give them edge rusher because Von Miller is going to be more proven than anybody on the roster. Um, so I'll give them edge rusher. Um, and Russo outplayed Pay last year in entirety. I think Pay was better down the stretch, but overall for a whole rookie year, Russo was better. So I'll give them edge rusher, and I think they have the best safety room in football. So I'd give them safety. I'd give them edge rusher. I think every other spot I'd give Indy on paper. But it's close, though, because you can argue Tremaine, Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano against Bobby. And they're Ruki good. They're one of those, and, and they're one of those teams at linebacker that I think are close at linebacker. There are yeah. very few that I think are even in a discussion to be over Indy at linebacker. I like Milano. I like Edmonds. Mm-hmm. To me, I think Milano's the best of Edmonds and him right now. Edmonds is a little younger still. He can still progress. So, yeah. to me, I would be comparing Darius to Milano. I would take Darius. Edmonds to Bobby, I'd probably take Edmonds, but it's actually pretty close. Bobby had a really good year last year. He had his best year as a pro last year, so he's going to keep moving in the right direction too. I would probably still take us at linebacker, but it's close. Yeah, I would would take us at linebacker. And and uh, I guess corner's not close. I don't say I don't think corner's close. I mean, just because I think Tre'Davious White is more comparable to Kenny than he's going to be compared to Gilmore in the sense of like what they do. Trey, but Trey, Trey plays all over though. So I mean, yeah. why, I'm curious to why would you compare him more so to Kenny? Then? Because I don't think I don't ever see Tre'Davious White get put on the number one receiver. Like that's just not like what he does. Like he he travels a little bit. He does the outside. He does the yeah. inside. I just think he is a little bit more like that Swiss Army knife, which mm-hmm. I think Kenny does. Does everything he needs to do when he's asked to do it. Where I think Gilmore is a legit true number one corner in the NFL still in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I kind of wouldn't compare them personally. So I would give us corner by a good margin. And then interior, I would give us by a good margin. I, I think it's really close between us and Buffalo. Yeah. And Buffalo had a very good season last year, so it's hard not to give it to them. But I'm just mm-hmm. talking on paper right now, and this could change a lot when we see them play. Like, that's why I would go Indianapolis over Buffalo. The only reason I think DBs is close, I think I'm a lot higher on Teron Johnson than maybe you are. So that's why it's close to me because – I, it's not a gap between Trey, Trey White and 
and Stephon Gilmore. I don't think it's a gap there. But Kenny and Kenny and Teron is I think it's a, a fairly considerable gap, even though I think highly of Teron. But the way Kenny ended last year is kind of like uh that was bad. I gotta see it. Yeah, I gotta see it. And you know, Isaiah Rogers and Brandon Fashion, I just can't even really include them too much in this yet. I just gotta see more from both of those guys. So me personally, I mean, I'll I'll have Indianapolis number two behind, of course, LA. Um because when I really compare the two defenses, one of them, I, I see two different defenses that are asked to do two different things, honestly. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Leslie Frazier, and I guess we haven't seen it with Gus Bradley yet, but assuming we, we know what Gus Bradley is going to want to do, I just see this defense being more tougher, more intelligent than the Buffalo Bills. The safety room Add in McLeod. I mean, hell, I'll still give Buffalo their due. They still got Poirier and Hyde. I'll give them that. But we've seen when it comes to the run game, they don't truly help too much there because New England ran all over them. Indy ran all over them. When it was the big games on the biggest stages, they the run defense didn't show up. Ed Oliver, DeForest Buckner, give me Ed Oliver. Run defense, Ed Oliver. Grover Stewart, give me Grover Stewart. Pass rush. Banking on Quiddy Pay, Yannick and Gakway. Wait, you say Grover Stewart over Oliver? In the run defense. Oh. In the run defense. No, pass right, yeah, at Oliver. But as a whole, I just see a team that's stronger, tougher, athleticism. Man, I think they're they're two almost comparable. Uh, But I, I just see Indy being better on paper because the linebackers, it's hard to argue anyone over a three-time All-Pro linebacker, Darius Leonard. Bobby Okereke had a rough start to the 2021 season, but he he started growing up. He he grew up before our eyes, and he had a great a, a great year. So Isaiah Rogers grew up. He boosted his his uh, market and everything. When it, maybe he becomes a free agent, I don't know, but. I just I'll give Indy the number two over, over Buffalo because I just see two defenses for Isaiah Rogers, Mike. I think something people don't talk about, and you just talked about is does he he took a step in that right direction? I think his play last year led to Rock being traded almost equal to how Rock was able to play. Like I, I really think their belief in Rogers was what sealed the deal for them to be able and willing to move a guy like Rock who just had the year he had. Right. Yeah, I think that's also something, too, especially when you sit down with Bradley and, and Milas, who's the secondary coach. You know, you sit down, you put these players in front of each other, you go through the film and you sit there and say, you know, are these guys comparable? Can, can we live with moving on from either of them? I'm pretty sure the Raiders were asking for Yassin rather than Rogers, So they started talking about that. So I, I, I'm all for uh, Indianapolis being better on paper. At number two, it's just hard to put them at number one, bro. Sebastian Joseph Day, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray. You got Nasir Adderley, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr. It's hard. It is hard to, to even compete with that on paper. So I just love this defense right now. I am excited for it. Maybe if we get to training camp, I'm going to be on the defensive side of the practice field. Not even going to give a damn about the offense. I'm just going to be on the defense the whole time because I'm just ready to, to watch 
good old reliable defense in the fourth quarter. Rashad, how does that sound? Reliable defense in the fourth quarter, not giving up 200 passing yards, not forcing, not not forcing a punt in the fourth quarter, not giving up 20 points in the fourth quarter, reliable defense. How does that sound, man? Don't get me excited over a good time, man. I don't know, bro. I, that's, it'll be a relief just to see a lead be safe, you know? I, I don't know what a safe lead is. I'm sorry. I just, just haven't been able to rely on this defense to close out games. Uh, Darius closed out a couple. With, with turnovers, yep. it just would be good to see a team force a three and out or force a, a turnover on downs for yes. a change, not have to rely on a turnover in order to win the game. That's not the way you want to play defense. Turnovers, we know is finicky. It could come, they could go. We don't want to live that way. So, so hopefully we see more three and outs than we saw all of last season. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Turnovers are nice. Chris Ballard loves the turnover formula, but it doesn't equate to championships. The two teams that led the league in turnovers were missing the playoffs and got eliminated from the first round of the playoffs. So doesn't truly equate to championships, and that's what this game is about, championships. So now to the next segment, where do the Colts as a whole rank in the entire AFC. Now this this is a different conversation, guys. This is a different conversation. Destin, I'm going to start with you. As a whole from top to bottom, we're not asking to rank the entire AFC, but where would you have the Colts ranked in the AFC as a whole conference? So I'm not going to rank them like one to this. I'm just going to say the teams that I definitely have over Indianapolis right now on paper. If that's cool, is that is that good? You just don't want to say a number. Yeah, <sighs> not you yet, just don't man. Say a number. There's just so much stuff. Like, I, I, there's just been so much change in the AFC. Like, I there's just so little faith. Say that it, I have Dustin. They're eight. Say it. <laughs> I mean, I'll say all the teams, and then you'll know what it is for the Colts anyway. But I, I would have the Broncos over. I mean. AFC West. Let's start there. That's four. <laughs> we, we have the AFC West over the Colts. I'll That's count four. them out since Dustin's too scared to say That's number. four. I'll count, I'll count I them out. My, I have them on my fingers here. That's wait, four. Wait, wait. So, for sure, you have – I would, argue, I would no. argue Kansas City. I would argue Kansas oh. City. Not, not with who they have under center. It don't matter, bro. Oh, I'm my sorry. Jesus, dude. Come on now. Come on. No, you need defense. It's a quarterback. It's a quarterback league, Mike. Like, like he's going to – they're going to be over us. Because of that, like it's just they should be. I'll give Sorry. it to you. I'll give it to you. Bills, Bills out of the AFC East. That's five. Uh, that's the only team out of the AFC East that I'm gonna put above us. AFC um, North. I'll, I'll go to the AFC North. See, Cleveland is very, very dependent on like what Watson's status is. Like, if he right. plays most of the year, like that's a different team than if he's suspended eight games. I'm I'm uh-huh. assuming he's playing. I'm operating under yeah. the pretense. If until, he's playing, yeah. if he's playing on the field, the Browns are a better football team than us on paper right now. So that's six. Nice. Bengals just went to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to discredit that, and they just went all in on the offensive line. That's seven. I told you they eight. Uh, not not Pittsburgh. Not Baltimore. Nobody in the eight. AFC South. I, so I have him at eight. I just don't want to rank those top seven. That that's the main part of here. Is I just don't. There's just so many different things that could go into that. So I'm not very confident enough to rank one through seven there, but no. I would have us at eight. But the most important part for this 
is that I would have us number one in the AFC South. Yeah. I mean, that's what matters the most, you know. That's you what I care into, about. I mean, that's what punches your ticket. And, and that's matter. all you want to do is matter. get in. You it just doesn't matter how good. I mean, getting in's cool. But I want to win the AFC South. It's been eight freaking years, man. Yeah. It's been eight years. And winning the division is the only thing that guarantees that punch. Like, if you want to punch the ticket, take care of your division, you're in. It don't matter if we go 0-4 against the AFC West next year. You win your division, you're in. Ticket right. punched. Um, take care of what you got to take care of. I think we improved. I think Tennessee took a step back in multiple places. I think it's very, very, very winnable. I think the Colts should be the favorite even. Win the division, you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. We were the team that no one wanted to play in the playoffs, and good for them, none of them had to play us, right? (laughs) (laughs) We were the team that no one was going to play in the playoffs. That's what it really was. Yeah, I think for the for the Colts, I mean, the only one that I would argue would would be Kansas City. I get the quarterback and everything, but I mean, Andy Reid, he is he is dicey as a head coach. The running back, okay, their offensive line got a lot better from uh, that embarrassing Super Bowl loss. The weapons are obviously as a room better than ours, but dude, I will not stop talking about it because it will show up, and it showed up this year in the playoffs. That defense is just a huge liability. Like, it, it's just bad. It is bad. Like, I, I just, as a whole, I get who's under center. I, I, I get it, even though he blew a 21-3 to lead. I, I get it. He was in the AFC Championship game four years in a row. They get credit for that. If you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, okay. But what you did in 2017 and 18 has shit else to do with what's going to happen in 2022. That, that's just the thing. They have the worst defense out of all the teams that we just mentioned. And that's going to matter in January. It has to matter. For, for me personally, everyone else, like Rashad said, I'm operating under the – the notion that Deshaun Watson is playing until there is an official announcement out. Right. I don't know if there ever will be, honestly. Um, but who knows? I'll, I'll tell you this. Baker ain't playing even if he's suspended. No. <laughs> no. Baker, Dude, Baker, Baker, I was, Baker be gone. If I was Baker, season. I would purposely show up to off-season activities and just bug the shit out of Deshaun Watson. Like, hey, man, I'm still – you know, I was drafted here. I was drafted number one. You had to be drafted number 12. Like, I'm here in Cleveland. I'm sure he cares. Exactly. I'm sure he cares about going Like, I would back. cause so much drama in the, in those off-season workouts, bro. It, it would be crazy. But QB anyway, three, they, 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 don't, they right? don't want him in training camp as much as he don't want to be there. Right. Yeah. It, it's it, it's all good and well and everything. But uh, I, think for, he, I think he'll be gone. I think he'll be gone by then. Either yeah. Seattle or – uh. Who else they said Carolina? I don't even know why Carolina would be. Well, I mean, it's Matt Rule, so possibly. I thought Carolina would take a quarterback at six. That's still what I was thinking, but I don't know. If they pull this Baker mess off, I don't know. Oh, no. That that that, that would be bad. That would Better be, them that than would be us. Stupid. Better right. than us. I don't care who it is. I don't care who well, it is. I, it ain't, I it do ain't have Indy. a question. I do have a question, Rashad. Do, do you create an argument for any of the teams, the seven teams that – Destin said that he would have over Indy right now. Would you make an argument for the case for Indy to be over any of them? Just to make that argument, or do I genuinely feel as genuine? Genuinely feel? No, that's why I said um, before Destin even started naming him. I said, Destin, you have him at eight. 
you know, you have them at eight because that's where I had them at. And and like you say, that there's probably some if I just wanted to be stubborn and be a a a hole, I can argue. But uh, I genuinely feel like right now, that's where it is. But hopefully, the AFC West, you know, those guys they're going to beat up on each other. Let's be honest here; they're going to beat up on each other. We have to see that division. Do you think all four make the playoffs? I don't. No. I think just, I think at least one's going to have to miss the dance. I just think it is. I've never seen – that's because I've never seen four teams uh, make the playoffs in the same division, you know. And, there's, and this has been – how many years is this now? The third year possible that that can even yeah, happen? Yeah. And, and, who, and right the, now, who the NFC West have? came extremely close last year. I don't know if you guys remember. This. Right. Well, except for the Seahawks. The Cardinals huh. made it, the Rams made it, and the 49ers made it. Yep. The Seahawks suck, although they beat us. Who would y'all have in the AFC West missing the playoffs? I would have the Raiders. Me too. If I had to pick one, it'd be the Raiders. Like they added Adams, they added Jones, but that's the, the must be going. Line, offensive line is still dicey. The defense is still dicey a little bit. Uh, they did add a rock and everything, but I don't know, man. It's new. It's a new system. If I had to pick which one was at the bottom of the totem pole right now at this moment before the draft, who would say Denver? He would have to say uh, no, I'd say Kansas City. Hey, um, he's coming around. But it's, it has nothing to do with – it's just where they – I just feel like where everyone else improved this offseason, they didn't. Mm-hmm. They, I think they took the step back and everybody else moved in the right direction. Um, there's still question marks because new coaches in Denver, new coach in Vegas, yeah. new quarterback in Denver. Yep. Like those things are going to be there. And there are bumps for some teams that the Colts are going to have that. There are sometimes bumps in the road when you would, when you have that much of turnaround. It just depends on like how it plays out. But right now, if I rank the four AFC West teams, I would go Chargers one. <sighs> Man, I, I Denver two, Vegas Denver three, two, yeah, KC four. That's what I would do right now. But I think KC is going to fill fill out some receiver holes. I think they're going to go heavy defensive draft. I mean, they have. I want to say they have eleven or twelve picks this year. They have two. They have two first, two seconds. Yeah, they have four picks. That's in the top sixty-two, and so they're um, going to be able to add four, at least yeah. four notable playmakers right there, whether it's on the defense or offensive side. If I am KC off. Four of those picks are defense. But I'm good, take, at, I'm good at wide I think receiver. I take one receiver. I'm good sure. at yeah. wide receiver. They don't need a wide receiver. You still they're have Kelsey. Take a you have Juju. You, well, that's stupid in my they're opinion. Gonna, they're going to take a receiver. They don't need a receiver. They need a defense that we've seen Juju. We've seen something. that Juju can't be the best receiver on a team. He right. doesn't so have to be. It. it has to be by committee. You don't Who's have to be the number, number one receiver. receiver. You don't have to have a number one receiver because if we're being honest, Kelsey's going to be the number one. Well, did you, did you see? Did you see what elevated Cincinnati last year? It was because an ele- like they've been doing committee receivers. I was about to ask Mike, who's the last team to re- that don't have a number one receiver to really? I mean, some of those New England teams, probably. Yeah. I mean, but uh, even Julian Edelman is one of the best playoff receivers of all time. I mean, maybe maybe Seattle in 2014, but maybe Doug Baldwin was a for sure number Doug one. Doug Baldwin had some really good years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. MVS can't be your number one receiver, okay? Can't be MVS. I am just saying, you are fine at the skill position. Uh, that that's you have just four. That's you just have four picks. Personally, four picks in the first two rounds. Right, you're, Mike, you're taking a receiver. Not kill you to take and I'm, one and, receiver. I'm, and I'm getting pass rush. I'm getting linebacker. I'm getting corner. I'm 
Maybe you it's just I, I just love defense can, too much. You but. can you can push yeah, one of those down to where you're drafting a guy in. They have thirds. They have fourths still. It's fine. They like yeah, I said, right. they have yeah. eleven or twelve picks this year. Now yeah. I don't think they draft eleven or twelve people. They're probably going to trade up somewhere because who needs to field twelve rookies? That's, right. that's nuts. And that's but, another thing. Yeah. Didn't Ballard? Those, didn't those... Ballard in 2018 have like? 11, 12 picks, didn't he? That was like when Zaire Franklin, Matthew Adams came in. Was it 17 when he reflipped the whole roster? Right. It might have okay, been. Okay, so that's a different that's a different situation. It's like yeah, a rebuild. He turned over the whole defense. Yeah, that was a rebuild. Kansas City ain't like they're like decades away from rebuilding. And um, damn, it was one thing I wanted to say about uh Kansas City. Oh, uh, you could look for maybe, maybe they go after one of those receivers that's that's being rumored to you know they have the ammunition to go get get a guy, but I can't imagine them doing it up the simple fact that the Tyreek Hill situation. Do you think they want a Hill replacement, or do you think they want a like true number one guy to like outside big body one receiver? From the comments that was made after um uh, uh the opening of the offseason workouts, they say Patrick Mahomes was he thought he overthrew a couple guys, but they went up to get the ball. It sounded like it was shade at. Tyreek Hill because you know he his short height and stature it looks like he's starting to embrace um playing with a bigger guy bigger bigger receivers he he's never really had that outside of Kelsey and I think they're going to tailor the offense to that I I think it's not going to be such a run and shoot bombs away offense I think they want to play more controlled football on offense you know like get him some system some rhythm stuff quick action short passes crossers hit stuff where you need bigger guys you know where you don't yeah. have to just throw 50 and 60 yard bombs that's not a sustainable thing i mean they they literally did it for as long as probably possible and they changed the way that defenses has to play them and i think nowadays came to in his ran his course i think they want to completely change and modify the way he's been playing yeah definitely definitely i mean that that's the afc for you guys there's there's mm-hmm. certain arguments that you can make especially not after fair the draft we can not see fair it's really not but luckily we're in the afc south and that's personally that's all that's, i'm worried that's the, about. that's the only positive here that's it that's only positive come on now we've got positive of being gotten better right now michael pittman 2000 yard uh season coming incoming right now so um other than that other than that guys we got one more segment for you we're gonna go over the last bit of needs that the Colts have right before the draft hits, guys. It's all it's almost here. Still got some needs that we need to figure out. So, guys, let's talk about it. Needs, wide receiver, offensive line depth. Uh, unless a left tackle falls into your lap in the second round, even then you're probably still going wide receiver. So I would say wide receiver, running back depth tight end, offensive line depth. Hell, give me another quarterback. Hell. Uh, That's what I would say. If a quarterback that you like is there at 42, me personally, quarterback should not be off the table in this draft still. If Matt Corral is still there at 42, take him. I I don't give a damn how people feel about the wide receiver position. Take him. That's how I feel. So that's where I would go with needs and possibly another safety edge rusher for – developmental camp body stuff uh you know the typical things that ballard goes and gets um it might be pretty quick um 
I think receiver is going to be the top need for everybody. Um, tight end is going to be one that they have to address, in my opinion. Receiver, tight end. Um, and I think you have to take one to two offensive linemen depth that you think have starter potential, whether that's day two or day three. I think you have to address it. Those are the three spots I think are have twos. Um, after that, um, we could use some edge rotational guys. Um, we've lost some here and there. Obviously, Aquadi Muhammad's gone. Toure's gone. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of went one of those smaller ends to kind of have a backup um, at that Leo spot if they aren't sure if Ben's going to be that guy. Um, that's a guy thing to watch for me. And then Bauer loves himself some day three linebackers. We all know we all know that. Um, so that's probably the realm. The quarterback, if they think someone is the guy, they, they have that much belief in a guy at 42. I'll never be against drafting the quarterback. I, I personally don't think they're going to end up doing it. I also think all the guys that I see that capability in are going to go round one. I think um, Willis is going to go round one. I think Coral is going to go round one. Um, I think – I honestly think Ritter is going to end up going round one um, just from everything I've been hearing. Really? Um, I, I think more quarterbacks are going to go round one than people think. And I'll say this right now. If we do draft a quarterback at 42, it better not be Sam Howell. Bro, the fact that he just said Desmond Ritter could go round one got me shook right now. Like, I think he might end up in Pittsburgh. Honestly. Bro, for like eight months, we kept hearing about how – Kenny Pickett, I apologize for how- mentioning him. Right. I, for eight months, we kept hearing about how bad this class is. Now teams are talking themselves into these guys are first round picks. It's, it's every that's year, Mike. It's like it's every year. Like, see, that's my that's my thing. The the real draft stories are what we heard in October and September. Nothing changes. Like the pro days, on field workouts for quarterbacks. I could care less about. You don't have pads on. There's no corner. No pass rusher. No designed play. There's nothing going on. Like. You Malik Willis throws 50 yards. Cool. He looks like Joe Montana. I could go out there and throw a seven-yard slant. I could look good too, like with, with a t-shirt on. Like, okay, that's still crazy to me. Desmond, if Desmond Ritter goes round one, that is crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I got wide receiver. I have tight end. Um the Colts need a, a, a I still have a swing tackle on on. Uh, they need a guard now. Now that Pinter's looking projected to be the starter, they need a guard, somebody who can play inside or at either guard spot or center position. Um, I'm thinking on the defensive side of the ball, I think another defensive tackle, another body at D tackle, uh, rotational edge guy. Um, corner to me is still, um, you know, kind of a depth corner. Just a body because we seem to have the worst luck when it comes to health and cornerback. So we can always use another body there. And, and I think another – I'm almost sure that another safety will get either drafted or barred in. I'm more likely on the draft side now that we signed Rodney McLeod. I'm, I think they're still interested in bringing, in bringing in a, a guy during the draft. So that's pretty much it. Uh, linebackers, of course, we know this sixth, seventh round, ballot special. He's gonna strike. We know that. So that's all. Adams is gone. He has to replace him. You know that that's Bowers' way. He said. He said, "Dang, one of my day three linebackers signed elsewhere that never touched the field on defense. (laughs) Better go find his replacement." Who would would Ballard be if he didn't draft the linebacker? I think someone kidnapped him. No, I'm saying. I'm telling you. I think. I think he would literally be beside himself. He he would trade. He would trade into round seven. 
<laughs> as soon as he, as soon as he found out that he hadn't drafted a day three line, Valley gives up a future seven on the phone. Seven. A future seven. Wow. He'd be a future up. six. He said future seventh, and I'll throw some cash your way. I don't even know if that's legal, but I'll do cash it. considerations. Right? <laughs> I'll give you part. I'll convince Jim to give you part ownership. I need a linebacker. Yeah, this is almost a, a, a complete team, though. As far as needs, if, if I didn't say wide receiver, which I let off with, I'm going to say it again. Just playmakers, man. Just some playmakers at the skill positions. And and, and let's roll, man. I, I'm, I'm pretty good with where this team is defensively. Just some depth, a couple depth pieces. But if you get Matt Ryan, a couple of guys to throw the ball to, I'll be perfectly fine. It was good to see Paris Campbell catching a pass from Matt Ryan today, by the way. Off-season activities have begun. Matt Ryan's there. Paris Campbell is there. A few other guys are there. Um, I, I, I don't think there's any confirmation yet. I would imagine the whole team is there because the way this season, this past season ended, why are you not putting in extra work with the team? Like, we lost to the freaking Jaguars with the playoffs on the line. Why the hell are you in Hawaii? doing your office like get your ass to indianapolis and let's get this working okay that me personally i mean all chips in that's what jim ursay was referring to uh everybody buying into the offseason so other than that guys uh again if you haven't already move on from tyron matthew possibly move on from jarvis landry move on from all these guys the culture in good hands any other closing remarks that we have from any of you guys destin rashad anything Man, Rashad, enjoy enjoy the draft. Rashad's out here going to have like a little trifecta moment, going to the Senior Bowl, going to the Super Bowl, going to the draft. Rashad, Rashad's just out here living the NFL dream this year. Um, I'm, I'm gonna be right beside him next year. I pro- I promise this. We I had a baby this year, six month old. Started a new job this past week. Um, what wasn't the American able to make dream? Any of this stuff work here, man. But. Um, Next year, I'm going to have all that stuff still, but I'm going to be at these events with Rashad. Um, but super, super pumped for Rashad, super pumped for the Blue Stable. Make sure you guys are subscribing, following, liking. Um, all of our handles are over here to the left um, where you're watching, but su- super pumped for it all. Which way oh. is my left, according to this? Um, it'd be this way, right? See? That's your left. So, so which way am I pointing right now on your screen? Right. So where you just pointed, it will be where that stuff is, where they're watching. Oh, all right. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) I know two states where I know my kids aren't going to school at. Okay. I know Louisiana, Indiana, because y'all don't even know left and right. So and the Uh, camera flips things. Don't judge us. Right. Right. Uh, So, Destin, you're going to be up there with Rashad, huh? <laughs> next next year we're all gonna be there. I was just saying I, I I'm not gonna speak for you. I hope you're there too. I was about to say, like, oh, okay, fuck me. No, Mike, right. you know we uh, can't get rid of you, man. You're gonna be right, right there. We've right. tried. We've hey, tried, guys, man. There ain't nobody don't forget, else. I'm we're, we're gonna make it a training camp again. I'm gonna be doing a blue stable blog or vlog. I, I don't know what people call them these days, but from start to finish, it's gonna be hey. a blog. In the day of the life of the Blue Stable, it's going to be lit, guys. Uh, we're also thinking about, you know, bringing you guys some more content on the Blue Stable YouTube, guys. And if you haven't already, if you're in the video this thus far, guys, thank you again for uh, for staying here this long. Again, if you haven't already, follow all of us on Twitter. All of our links are going to be in the description below. 
Make sure you comment, like, subscribe if you aren't already, guys. We noticed that a lot of you guys that listen that aren't subscribed yet, help us out, man. You know, every subscription is going to up the chances of us winning the Super Bowl, okay? Let's let's profess that now. Put it, it, it Easter weekend just happened, all right? Jesus rose from the dead. Let's rise those odds of the Super Bowl, okay? Let's rise those that possibility. Let's do it again, guys. Destin Adams, Rashad McGinnis, Michael Pivia here with you guys again. We are the official Colts podcast of fan sided again guys next week we will be back at it again before the draft bringing you a draft special other than that that'll be it thank you again we will see you next week